if you're someone who even remotely is interested in the art of tattoos, then there are probably a few sources of media that you know, Inked Magazine and Ink Master. One is a famous magazine that has existed for almost 20 years and features the most badass artists, tattoos, and tatted up celebs. The other is a reality show competition that took the world of tattooing by storm back in 2012 before its untimely demise back in 2020. Today, you must create a massive monochromatic masterpiece, one piece of bread at a time. What? You're kidding me, right? I don't even eat bread. Inkmaster was portrayed as a competition for the ages with the key goal of finding the best tattoo artists in the country. It was high stakes with real tattoos on real people called canvases and artists doing every type of artwork imaginable. Sure, it seemed to completely ignore the fact that most tattoo artists, just like any other artist, specialize in a few specific things, and it did make participants complete outrageous off-the-wall and useless challenges. Last challenge, you have just one material at your disposal. Brown packing tape. But people still seem to really like it. However, there was a wide range of issues that seemed to go largely ignored. In almost every episode, the artists seemed to show an unwillingness to tattoo black or other dark-skinned people and often saw those challenges as an outright disadvantage. Beyond that, the women on the show seemed to be consistently treated in a downright sexist manner and had to deal with men who told them to their faces that women are inferior. And this is just the beginning. As you dig a little deeper, you find more and more issues, including sexual harassment claims, egotistical artists, and we can't forget the judge that was caught doing blackface multiple times too. Sure, the show did put a lot of the tattoo industry into mainstream attention, but is that necessarily a good thing when this is what they were presenting? Well, that's what we're gonna take a look at today on this episode of The Corporate Casket. And if you wanna find out even more information about some of your favorite episodes, up and coming episodes, ad-free episodes, and even bonus episodes that might just be a little too spicy for YouTube and Spotify, then make sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com Illuminati. This past weekend, we explored the issue of vampirism and its connection to anti-Semitism, which was a very interesting dive. But if that type of topic isn't your thing, you can always make a suggestion in the Patreon private Discord server too. It's extremely wholesome and a great time over there. I host live Q and A's for the patrons and we chat about many topics, questions you might have and just general life stuff too. I know there's so many of you here, so it's always a nice way to connect and hang out and hear your thoughts. So again, check that out at patreon.com slash Illuminati. You didn't listen to me. It comes back with something totally different than I asked for. I don't want to do it with you. Inkmaster was supposed to be a reality show competition that was searching to find the best tattoo artist in the world. There are twists, turns, drama, and plenty of close calls where artists nearly miss their deadlines to finish the tattoo. But here's the thing. It's actually mostly made up. I'm not saying that the tattoo artists weren't actually tattooing. They were. In fact, we have seen many of them completely fail at the tattoos, but don't worry, we will talk about that later. But other aspects of the show are just completely made up according to the people who live through it. If you've ever watched the show, then I'm sure you've all seen the artists just rushing to finish their tattoos on time. They're running around, someone might start crying, and some finish at the very last second of tattooing. And honestly, could you imagine how terrifying that would be as the client? Imagine having a tattoo done and the artist is running around like a chicken with their head cut off trying to rush something that will be on your body for the rest of your life. 
I would immediately just jump out of the chair and run away. Incredibly upsetting. Five, four, three, two, one. That is it. No more. Fortunately for us, it seems like this aspect of the show was something that was actually made up. According to Corey Matcham, who appeared as a human canvas twice on the show, the trope of artists finishing last minute is completely made up. They added in there for dramatic effect. Obviously, there isn't something that's particularly sinister about this. I get it, it's a reality TV show and it needs the drama. But I would like to argue that a competitive tattoo show where the stakes are pretty high is already very dramatic. We don't need the added anxiety that people are unable to get their work done in six hours. It almost inherently makes the artist look incompetent in a way. But what is a little more problematic is the accusation that producers would literally tell the contestants to start fighting with each other, if they wanted to sleep, that is. He called me on, oh, you've been faking to be a tattooer. You oh, are a wordsmith, sneaky, and bitch ass liar. And once again, I get it, a reality show needs drama. But if we're being honest here, did anyone watch the show for the incoherent fighting of the contestants, or were we watching it to see amazing artists make badass tattoos? I at least was in the badass tattoo category. Heather Sin, who was one of the first contestants on the show, said her experience was absolutely terrible. She signed on to do tattoos, but instead she spent hours in a freezing meat locker tattooing dead pigs, which why, and was severely sleep deprived. She recalls a moment in the show when the artists were talking up about the production schedule and a producer walked in and said, quote, if you want to go to bed, start talking about each other. None of this complaining about production will air. Not only is this type of thing completely disrespectful to the artists themselves, but it's also disrespectful to the human canvases. Like seriously, we're going to keep people awake who need to tattoo someone the next day. We're going to focus more on the drama than the actual art of tattooing. It puts not only the artists in a bad spot, but the people who are tattooing in a bad spot. I want someone who is permanently altering my body to be very well rested. Maybe producers should have considered that. But let's go back to something else that Heather discussed tattooing pigs in a freezer. This type of nonsensical challenge became a running theme in the show. Over the years, artists were required to tattoo in a prison, paint completely naked women, paint a semi-truck, and burn a giant canvas to create art. There is literally no reason for any of these challenges to exist. One time they were even required to make sandcastles to prove their artistic ability. I would much rather see them do things that are related to actual tattooing, but often these challenges just felt like they were designed to put the artist in the most uncomfortable position possible to just see if it could make them crack. Again, the show was meant to be about tattooing. Thankfully, we did get to see the artist tattoo every episode, but even that came with some questionable antics. Did she misspell Corinthians? Oh my God. She misspelled- Tattoo artists are bound to mess up every once in a while. Sometimes they'll misspell a word like one of the contestants did on the show. Other times they might add two right feet to a pinup tattoo. In the grand scheme of things, tattoo artists making a mistake is not a shocking thing to see. If you go up to anyone who's heavily tattooed, I bet they can point out just a few mishaps here and there on some of their own work. Maybe the show could have avoided this if they let their artists sleep and didn't make them do completely useless challenges that took hours every day. But hey, that's just a crazy little silly thought. However, while mistakes in tattooing are a given, the mistakes in Ink Master weren't even close to the main concern. There were many bizarre things that happened. Take for instance, all the artists that put personal details into someone else's tattoo. Bill Vegas, who appeared on the show, was asked to do an American traditional style tattoo for one of the human canvases. 
For those who don't know, traditional tattoos are usually bold. They include dark colors like red, black, and orange, and usually contain some sort of simple subject matter like an anchor, a skull, or eagle. Think of almost like that stereotypical sailor type tattoo, and you're probably thinking of American traditional. For this tattoo, Bill Vegas decided to do a clock. But what would the time for it be? Would he put a time that's significant to his client or maybe just a random time like 102 or something? No. Instead, he chose to put the time he was born on it and said that in front of the client. Anytime I do a clock, I put it on the same time. Yeah. It's the time I was born. Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. I really don't know how the judges are gonna look at this. Time. Not so shockingly, the judges were not particularly pleased to learn about his personal inclusion. And that makes sense because I, as a client, would be pretty pissed. Why do I want a tattoo with someone else's birth time on it? He didn't even ask the person if it was okay that he did that. But amazingly, this isn't the only time that an artist put something deeply personal on someone else's skin. In another season, an artist by the name of Alex Rockoff decided it would be fun to put his girlfriend's face on his client's back. Inkmaster didn't show him asking if this was okay, but he seemed to have no problem with it. But not only did he put his girlfriend on someone else's back, but he also managed to mangle the picture of his own girlfriend. It didn't even look like a human, it looked quite alien. If I was either the client or his girlfriend, I'd be pretty pissed. Now, I'm not saying I know everything that happened in the background of the show because I obviously don't. Maybe both of these artists asked the client if it would be okay for them to use personal details and we just never saw that or, you know, the producers cut it for more drama and flair. But if these were questions that were actually asked, I would have preferred that the show would have broadcasted that. And for many, Inkmaster was their first introduction to tattooing, and the last thing people need to learn about the industry is that people think it's perfectly acceptable for artists to put things on your body without asking you first, because it's not. Tattooing is about mutual trust, respect, and communication, and I wish that would have been portrayed a little bit more. One of the worst things I saw in the show was actually an instance where an artist told the other competitors to turn up their machines and go slower to cause more pain to the clients that they don't like. The man literally said he had been tattooing long enough to know how to finesse the machine to make clients pass out from pain without damaging their skin. And just what the fuck is wrong with that person? Tattoos are already painful and it's the artist's literal job to make sure that they're done in the least painful way possible and to keep their clients at least relatively comfortable. Yes, getting a tattoo is not like snuggling a million kittens in a cloud of happiness, but you're also not supposed to be literally passing out from them either. Get some help, dude, like touch some grass, seriously. Perhaps one of the biggest red flags about the show is the fact that there were so many mistakes that they were able to make an entire spin-off show called Redemption about the human canvases coming back to have the mistakes fixed by the artist and then confront them about why they did what they did. Some of the former canvases came in after they experienced painful healing that resulted in tattoos that were faded, missing color or more. Others just straight up hated the design and felt like they were forced to go through with it for the show, and others just got really bad tattoos. I feel like if this show was supposed to be about like the best of the best in the industry, then there wouldn't be this many terrible mistakes that they had to make an entire runoff series about fixing them. Something just doesn't add up. But egos and mistakes are not the only issues that came up within the show. Others shined a massive light on the widespread problems in all of tattooing, like racism. Can I get a new shovel? Little do they know, I have a bachelor's degree in sculpture and I'm from Florida. 
I find my beach every day. We've already established that Ink Master has many aspects of it that aren't exactly relevant to tattooing. I mean, what the hell does building a sandcastle have to do with this art form? This isn't exactly something that I would pre-screen an artist for before deciding what they would be responsible for in terms of creating art that would live on my body forever. I wouldn't go, hey, so this tattoo design, super neat, love it, but how do you build a sandcastle? Do you do, do, you do pretty sandcastles? Like that's just not a question I'd ask. But there are many other aspects of the show that are incredibly pertinent to the industry, like racism and sexism. And those seem to run rampant. It seems to happen almost every episode, actually. Artists will be waiting around, excited to meet that week's canvases, but suddenly the whole mood seems to change when a black person shows up asking for a tattoo with some color, or if we're being honest, just any tattoo. And just like that, everyone is begging to not be assigned that person just because of the color of their skin. For many of the artists who are meant to be, again, the best of the best in the world, Tattooing someone with darker skin is seen as a strategic disadvantage and competitors would literally assign artists to black people as a gotcha in their strategy. In season one, a contestant said out loud, quote, I don't want the dark canvases. They take away half of your skill set. My stuff is dark and creepy and I don't want to go that dark on dark skin. This type of rhetoric would be repeated pretty much on repeat for the entire length of the show and many, many artists repeatedly voice their outward aversion to tattooing dark skin. These people, again, are supposed to be masters in their own right. And you're telling me they can only tattoo a select group of people and have it look good? I call bullshit on that. But don't take my word for it. Take the word of actual tattoo artists. One named Don Hockaday, a tattoo artist and founder of Sista Ink Mag, says that some artists just don't bother to learn how to tattoo on darker skin. Sure, it is a different style of tattooing, but if you took the effort to learn, it's completely doable. And as she says, quote, you have to do things differently. You can't use the same needles. You can't do the same type of smaller details. You have to do the close-up, bigger, shaded type pieces. A lot of tattoo artists may have a black client come in every once in a while, but it's not on their radar. Despite the fact that tattooing was started by and has its roots in black and brown communities, the white-centric view of the art form seems to consistently prevail. I mean, this is a show about masters and they couldn't take the time to learn how to tattoo on dark skin. It just doesn't add up. Unfortunately though, this isn't an issue that's exclusive to the show. It's everywhere in the world of tattooing. Some artists of color find that white artists, especially those that have been doing the same style for a long time, tend to gatekeep that style or gatekeep tattooing altogether. Western tattooing is run predominantly by white men and not only does this make it difficult for artists of color to get the training and mentorship they need, but it also makes it more difficult for people looking to get tattooed to have a pleasant experience, one where they don't experience any prejudice or just straight up racism. Think of the canvases in Ink Master. You show up to get a tattoo by the supposed best people in the industry, and they're all moaning and bitching about having to tattoo you and using you as a strategy to screw over their competition. How excited would you be to get a tattoo after that? How uncomfortable would you be with the artist? I'm willing to bet something like that would undoubtedly ruin the entire experience. And if that is what's happening on a national TV show, then what is happening in tattoo shops around the country where no one sees? If anything good comes from the show, it's the fact that it opened up people to the pervasive issues that are happening within the industry. The inclusion of people of color has been severely lacking and they're often treated as other. Instead of carrying on that trend, people need to learn how to tattoo on darker skin, how to provide aftercare, and provide space for black artists to join this industry. 
I don't really think you're a master of anything if you can only tattoo on one type of skin. But that's not the only issue that Ink Master put on full display in its multi-year run. There's a lot of sexism in this industry too. And Ink Master wasn't particularly great at hiding that part either. I could hear each and every one of their butts clench when they <laughs> said that the only artists who did well today were Ryan, Kelly, and Mickey. Ooh, they didn't like that <laughs> What I love right now is that I had one of the worst skull picks last week, <laughs> and I'm gonna dish that <laughs> to those boys. Vengeance will be had. The first person of So as I've mentioned before, the tattoo industry is overwhelmingly populated by men, and Ink Master is really no different. Over the course of its 14 season run, Ink Master only had two women take home the title of Ink Master, and one of them won in the season that was particularly marketed as a battle of the sexes. In season eight, five women joined the competition and they literally formed an alliance to make sure that they were actually listened to by judges and that the competitors protected each other from multiple screaming matches. Turns out this would be the very first season that a woman actually won the show. However, while that alliance probably helped them out a bunch in dealing with the sexism that they faced from their fellow competitors on the show, it seemed to anger a shit ton of the fans. One of the women revealed in an interview that she, quote, received physical threats. I received rape threats. I was blown away by the straight up hate. It seems like this type of sexist behavior was prevalent even in the very beginning. In one episode of season three, one of the competitors who was a man decided to respond to the accusation that he was a member of the old boys club of tattooing by saying, quote, women are just inferior. That's why they're not going to win. These types of sexist jabs seem to be pretty commonplace. So maybe it wasn't a massive surprise to fans when in 2014, a woman who worked on the show filed a lawsuit against two of the show's judges for sexual harassment. According to the lawsuit, Nicoletta Robinson was allegedly, quote, subject to non-consensual, unwelcome, and inappropriate touching by Peck, as well as two sexual advances from judges Chris Nunes and Oliver Peck while she was employed as a production assistant with the show. She claims that the two judges made her life hell by hurling offensive jokes and creepy come-ons. Additionally, she says that the two judges had threatened to come to her hotel room without her permission, had continuously made degrading comments, and questioned her about anal sex. She alleges that she was fired after she had reported the behavior to her boss. She had reportedly only worked there for 11 days. After extensively searching for the results of this case, I haven't been able to find out how exactly it turned out. And this leads me to believe that it was likely settled quietly and I bet there's some sort of NDA in place, but that's just my assumption. I have no idea what actually happened. I've just seen a lot of these cases where they spontaneously disappear and that usually means that some sort of settlement took place. Unfortunately, just like how the racism in the show was a mirror of the tattoo industry, the sexism in the show is a mirror of the tattoo industry too. For many women, the tattooing industry can be a very unwelcoming place where they're forced to deal with a slew of sexual harassment, assault, and inappropriate comments, not to mention the complete denial of their skill set as an artist. Some have been told that their businesses would make more money and would get more clients if they simply posted their nudes. Could you imagine saying that to a man? Like, yeah, your art is pretty good or whatever, but I bet you'd have more notoriety if you posted pictures of your dick and those were just plastered on your Instagram. Does that sound a bit insane? Because it sounds a little bit insane to me, but apparently that's an okay thing to say to women in this industry. Some women who spoke to Vice recounted stories from their apprenticeships in which they were required to clean a room 25 times in a row or were just completely ignored by the artist and given absolutely no instruction for the thing they were actually there for, you know, tattooing. 
It's not just limited to the artist either. Multiple women have reported facing sexism and even assault as clients by their tattoo artists who were men. Many don't report as they're scared about ruining their reputation or their career, but some women have come together on social media to discuss their experiences and change the industry. And slowly, things are starting to change. Some people have developed all women, all LGBTQ led tattoo shops to counteract the sexism so pervasive in the industry. But as absolutely awesome as that sounds, it doesn't address the real problem either. For that to happen, the men in the industry need to stop treating it as a boys club and acknowledge that tattooing has undoubtedly evolved and that women artists are valuable members of the industry that deserve equal respect. One of the ways to do this, Ink Master, is to put women on TV and show them actual respect, instead of forcing them to pull a fucking alliance to survive a little competition. However, that may be a little too much to ask for from a show that had so much controversy before its final day of reckoning. But before we talk about that final moment of the show and what actually brought it down, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor. I love automation. I think automation is pretty cool. And when you're doing literally a million and a half things in a day, every single day, having something done just for you and on its own, set and forget, that's kind of the best, right? I wish my laundry could just do itself. It's not that I hate doing laundry, it's the taking it out of the dryer part that I hate. And if there could be like a little robot that could do that, that would be the most amazing thing in the world, you know? But hey, we're not quite there yet. But when it comes to an increasingly automated world, there are still things that do require tedious manual work. But luckily for e-commerce business owners, shipping is no longer a manual task thanks to ShipStation. ShipStation is going to help you save time by automating your shipping and returns in the ShipStation dashboard while keeping costs down with industry-leading discounts. One of my friends recently started their own little like shirt design shop. They're very creative, they love to draw, and I love supporting you know smaller artists and stuff like that. And I told them to just try ShipStation because I have a code that you can use to get it for free for 30 days. They haven't had like a ton of sales, right? Like I'm gonna be honest, they've had like six sales, right? Super baby shop, but they're doing their best. And they've been using ShipStation using my code and they've been having a great time with it. They said it's really easy. They were showing me the app, which I didn't know that ShipStation had an app by the way, maybe super underrated, but they've been using it through the app and they said it's been the easiest thing to use and how the order comes in, it translates the address and everything in there and then helps them choose the fastest and best shipping rate. And ShipStation makes it easy to automate shipping tasks for orders from every marketplace in one dashboard. So it doesn't matter if you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. ShipStation goes where you are. And with enterprise solutions that make warehouse optimization easy, ShipStation scales when you do. So it doesn't matter how big you get, ShipStation will always have your back. So spend more time growing your business when you automate shipping tasks with ShipStation. Make sure you go to ShipStation.com and use code CASKET today to sign up for your free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, code CASKET. I feel like I've always been an overwhelmingly positive person. I was like that as a kid, but as an adult, I've adapted it as a philosophy. Whether it's been jail, drugs, car crashes, father dying, positive mental attitude has got me through everything. You Oliver Peck is one of the most legendary great. artists in the tattoo world. He started the good old fashioned way by being good at drawing and hanging out around a tattoo shop so much that he was eventually given a job. He opened his own tattoo shop in 1996 and the rest is kind of history. So when Ink Master announced that he was one of the judges, no one was really surprised. And for a while on the show, everything seemed to be going okay. 
Heck was relatively known for his straightforward opinions and apparent distaste for any new school type of tattooing. Of course, there was that sexual harassment claim against him, but Spike seemed to successfully sweep that under the rug. It was never mentioned on the show and mostly appeared in the tabloids. But in 2020, all of that seemed to change and the deeply problematic aspects of Peck's life became big news. All of a sudden, pictures appeared that showed Peck in blackface while he was dressed up as a basketball player and another where he was dressed up as a superhero with a racist logo. And TMZ also reported that he dressed up as a Playboy bunny while donning blackface. So this happened not once, not twice, but at least three different photographed times. Given what we know about the tattoo industry, I'm not extensively shocked, but it is quite jarring to see someone in blackface with a superhero t-shirt that merely has the letter N while grinning ear to ear. It should come as no surprise that when these pictures did emerge, the internet reasonably exploded and insisted that Ink Master part ways with the judge. One user wrote on Twitter, quote, Oliver Peck in blackface? If you're surprised, you're not paying attention. Ink Master has always been incredibly racist to the dark-skinned clients and even the artists. So many of them don't want the dark canvas and the artists of color are treated like they aren't as good too. Of course, Peck did immediately apologize, calling the instances a total lapse of judgment and sensitivity and said that he wanted to profusely apologize for the inappropriate, insensitive, and immature behavior. What is particularly most jarring about this whole situation, apart from the fact that blackface has been undeniably wrong for decades now, is the fact that it happened three times, not just once. You didn't at least think to yourself after the first time, or you know, really before the first time, like I shouldn't do this, but after the first time, like, hey, this seems a bit fucked, like wearing an N on a superhero costume that doesn't feel weird to you? Sure. All of this is immature, but it's also unequivocally racist as hell. And I wish for once that someone would come out with apologies that acknowledge that. Say what you did was racist. Say that you have learned from that behavior and provide the actionable steps you're taking to do better. Just call it what it is. But you know, hey, that's just my opinion. What do I know? Despite the apologies, Peck later announced that he would be stepping away from the show and they waited for a replacement. However, the show was canceled just a few months later. Some theorize that the cancellation was merely due to Paramount Network's upcoming rebrand to lean towards more movies. Others claim that the Peck situation did have a lot to do with it, but we ultimately cannot and most likely will never know for sure. It did come back for a season 14, however, which aired just last year. So maybe there will be more in the future, but I don't know. Regardless, the show, while fun to watch for some of the incredible artistic abilities, came with a plethora of problems. Maybe some of this was on the producers of the show and some of it was just a mirror of the industry as a whole. But either way, both the show and the industry seem to have a lot to work on. Tattooing should be safe and inclusive for everyone, not just a few. But with all of that being said, that's where we're going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. As always, I really appreciate you spending some of your time here with me today. I knew there's a million and a half things you could be doing, and yet you're here with me. So thank you for that. And again, I'll see you in the next one. Bye. I'm still here. For what? Why? Because you just want to be a asshole. Right. Then why the would you be in this competition? You don't, you why do you look 50 and you're 24? What? What did you say?